All spiritual growth is purely to consciously realize that we are all one and live every day in that positive mindset. The purpose of our lives is to complete an esoteric spiritual awakening and transformation where we are all consciously aware that we are one. The more we know about our higher selves intertwined with the universe and God as the essence of creation, the more meaningful it is to feel whole because we are one in the same. Everyone has energy within and the power transforms that energy into different vibrations and dimensions. Join Charlie May in the connection to self, your spirit guides and spirit angels. Ascend to higher frequencies, vibrations and other dimensions with the Spirit Guider. Welcome to the Spirit Guider. I'm your host, Charlie May. What's up, Lauren? Hi, how are you? What's been popping? You know, just... Aliens, spirits, ghosts. Yeah. Just trying to stay grounded in this wild world. Can you explain what grounded is? Grounded. Grounded for me really means to um, just quiet the noise. Quiet the mind. Let go of the anxiety. Let go of any fear really connect for me I really like to put my feet in the grass I like to get out take a walk walk the dog just get back to earth earth ground yeah really just let go of all the shit that I don't need to be carrying that's what grounding means for me I love that and I love to show gratitude to the universe for making earth I I know I don't like to live here on earth or or put my energy into this earthly society but I do give gratitude to the universe and I give gratitude for my life and my energy and the people that surround me. And we all have different gifts. You and I are totally different in the gifts that we have. I dip into the spirit world as in spirit guides and spirit angels. I love paranormal and I love talking about star seeds and I love talking about energy and the universe and science. And I'd like for you to tell us what your gifts are because ours are totally different one of the gifts that came on really strong in the beginning was being able to act as a medium for ancestors guides angels you know whoever really needs to come through to relay messages for my clients so i am just the channel there i am able to hear what needs to be said in the spiritual realm and then translate that through for messages that are relevant in my client's life now for them to be able to dig into some of the healing. And then when that came on board, I also was um, really tied to getting back to my interest with labor and delivery. After that came online, I really was called to get back to the things that I love. So I have such a love for medicine, not really Western medicine, but just how we heal Healing is a better word for that. Getting back to healing and then that came on board with my love for babies and pregnancy and labor and delivery. So that's where I was able to transition into this doula role and help women through their labor and delivery processes. And now I've created some preconception programs to help women get pregnant in a more Um, aligned way rather than just going to infertility treatments I truly believe that there are imbalances that need to be looked at both spiritually and within the body and now I'm really that is my calling is to help women 
from preconception to postpartum to bring these big, beautiful souls into the world and to just help them align in the best way that I can. I found my path and you found your path. But in the beginning of our journey, and I remember starting my journey at nine, I knew something was out there. I wasn't objective to finding out what was out there. I was very open-minded and you found your path. But when you first start to dip into the spiritual world and find your meaning and find your purpose and and get on the path that you're supposed to be on, it, it can become overwhelming on where you're supposed to be, where your life is supposed to go, where you are spiritually supposed to lead. It can become extremely overwhelming. What do you suggest for people starting out in their spirituality and finding fulfillment in themselves and the people around them to be a better person and to find what brings them joy in this life? What do you suggest to people? So it can be extremely overwhelming. Um, I can relate to when I started my journey. I got to a certain point and then I was like, what do I do next? Where do I go? I'm not understanding what some of this stuff is meaning. So I would say that finding a mentor or a guide or someone that you can work with to help navigate this process is a huge benefit. Um, I know it changed things drastically for me when I found someone that was able to hold space and offer explanations around things and then still give me the freedom to explore areas that you know my interest was called to because you're not going to know right away it is a process and I think in the beginning of the spiritual journey the first thing that you can do is really you've got to start unplugging from the programs that you've been running on and ask yourself what do I truly want? What do I love? What lights me up? And then that is going to be able to shine light on areas that need your attention in your life. And from there, you just got to start tuning in and listening to to your inner voice. I mean, there's so many things. Um, it, it just can be very overwhelming. Very it's a lot to look at. My mentor was a lady named Donna. She was a medium. We all have medium gifts okay in us you have to calm the mind and find the gifts that you have I knew I was not a channeler I don't have the same gifts you do I knew it it wasn't in me but what she did for me was guide me to where the things did light me up Mm -hmm. spirit guides spirit angels different dimensions different linear and vibrations and different that that lights me up she didn't push me to be a medium she guided me on what was for me and what I knew inside myself where I needed to go. Who is your mentor? My mentor is a fabulous woman named Brittany, and she did the same thing for me. It was not pushing me one way or the other. And that's how you know that you're working with someone who truly has your best interest at heart and is doing what they're called to do. Um, I feel like there's a lot of people out there claiming to be healers right now that aren't doing the work and have not done the work to be able to show up and hold space in this way, which is very troubling. Um, So just be aware of, you know, who you're working with and make sure that it does feel in alignment. But when you are working with someone, they aren't going to force you. They're going to illuminate parts of you that you may not have been able to recognize or they're going to help you remember who you are at soul level. And Brittany has been doing that with me over the last several years and we have become very close friends in addition to her being my mentor. And now I'm I'm even, she asked me to do some work for her sometimes. So, I mean, it's an honor and I think it's so important to find someone that you can 
trust and help navigate this journey with you because it is it, she's changed my life. And I know Brittany, so I know that you two kind of dip into the same thing, but she also does soul realignment and she dips into the Akashic Records. So I know she didn't push you to be exactly who she was. No, not at all. Um, I think that when you are working with someone, you're clearly met, you're clearly brought to someone for a reason. And I think she activated those gifts in me and helped give me so much confidence for me to be able to do what I do now. And, but it was never like a for, she never was like, you need to do this. It Mm -hmm. kind of just started evolving. And I was like, Hey, I'm like thinking about doing this now. And with the Akashic records, I've started working with the records here and there, but I'm nowhere near where she's at. And you know what? I I don't even know. I thought this year would be the year that I really was going to be granted access. and would really start working in them. And I still just don't know if that is in my wheelhouse, but that is very much in her wheelhouse. So, and I think people will know which path they're supposed to be on once they start their journey. You feel it. If you feel resistance towards it, you, you just know it's not that time or it's not for you. I'm going to be honest. I thought that you would be doing the Akashic Records by now because, you know, we're going to talk about reincarnation and karma and the Akashic Records actually pick up on these past lives to help you in the journey and in the knowing. Yeah. The Akashic Records, it's the the book That's of life. That's the it's book. Everything. And so I do work with them. It's kind of happened organically. Uh, the more sessions that I do, they'll bring pieces in and show me pieces from clients past lives, but I don't. Um, had the capacity yet to go in and sit and open the records and pull through like a it's a process so it is a whole process and I've been reading books I have been in the records before but I don't have like granted access like Brittany does to call up the records as she chooses to do so when she's working with clients I don't have that yet and I don't know if I'll I'm sure that the more and more I read for people, the more and more pieces I'll get from the Akashic Records. But I'm, like, I don't know what that process is going to look like for me. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see where you land yeah. on that. <laughs> It'll be interesting. <laughs> what are your thoughts on reincarnation? Give it to me. Ooh, so I believe that we all have many, many lives. And it's all, again, housed in the Akashic Records. It tells the story of our past lives. It tells the story of our future lives. And, you know, I'm still figuring out the, you know, intricate details of exactly what I believe about reincarnation, because I listen to a lot of shamans and they talk, I mean, it's just over my head sometimes the way that they are speaking. So I'm learning more and more. And I'm sure that my perception of reincarnation will continue to evolve and change as I um, get plugged in higher and higher. But I do think that um, we reincarnate down here, especially if we choose to reincarnate on earth, which it doesn't have to be earth. We're here for a reason. So like we're here in earth school to learn things. So all of us that are here right now during this shit show that's going on, we are meant to be here. So it's by, it's not an accident that you're here, but then you know, I do see when I read for clients, like there will be past lives stuff that will come through. And, you know, some of the trauma from past lives can follow us into our current life. And we can see that repeat as different patterns and things that we need to look at. But um, yeah, I believe that we keep reincarnating. And then the more we work through and work through some of the trauma and the healing that we need to do, the higher vibrational beings we become the more in alignment we get and I think that it just continues to get higher and higher with each reincarnation that you do so 
I know like for myself, I went through a lot in my previous lives and I've been cleaning up a lot of that energetic healing and trauma over the last couple of years. And, um, you know, who's to say where I'll be in this next life, but I can definitely have a different appreciation for life happening for us, not to us and the healing collectively that's being done right now. Give us an example of one of your past lives. Um, so (laughs) this is getting deep. Yeah. So one piece from a past life that came up uh, probably about a year and a half ago, I have had a great relationship with my mom as far as my mom being very loving, never abused me, never did anything, um, out of character like that growing up. And I was sitting there and I, I have this weird thing about my mom touching me. Like, I don't like to be like, hugged on or like loved on I'm like just don't I just don't want to be touched by your mom or by others by my mom and dad I just have this like it's almost like a wall like just don't because I'm not that way with other people no you're not no but I'm like just stop like don't it's very I even have like a an reaction with my body right now like I still am working through it but she didn't do anything to like deserve that and I asked Brittany I was like was I did something happen and she had came had channeled that in a past life I had a very very abusive mother like I'm talking awful things that were done and a lot of that I have been working through in this lifetime and it's bizarre because my mom is like I mean you know my mom she's like the sweetest woman yeah, I love her she's the sweetest woman ever like I'll she didn't her. lay a hand on me she didn't no. do anything to me and so it's an example of past life stuff coming through that I'm still working to clear because I'm like why am I having this reaction and it being able to pick up on that and see that has been very interesting I'm going to ask you a question just because I'm the one asking you and I'll I'll give my explanation later how do people find out about their past lives I think you've got to work with somebody who knows how to access the Akashic records and you know figure out if it is past life stuff or is it repressed trauma from your childhood that you just don't exactly. realize is mm-hmm. has actually happened so or from life in general yeah this life yep it's very interesting and you and i view reincarnation a little different yeah <laughs> i spent many years with a buddhist monk um, buddhist monk are, are very interesting people they think that nothing exists that it's just everything's in our mind they do believe in reincarnation. Believe in reincarnation until you have perfected life. It goes on and on and on. It's a circle. It's never ending. Mm-hmm. And I always go back to science because I love science. And, and for me, my mind needs to understand that it's real because it's been proven by science. I don't like just random explanations from someone without having some kind of scientific background of this. <laughs> It is true, scientific, Einstein, energy never dies. Your energy is going to live forever, but it can come in a different form. It may not be in human form, life here on earth. It may be some other energy somewhere else, some other dimension, different parallel universes somewhere else. I believe that. I believe that I'm probably living three different to 30 different lives in some other parallel universe. And I... I agree with that. Thank you. Because <laughs> you and I differ a little, mm-hmm. just a little on certain things, not a lot. For me, I take it to the subconscious. Okay. I take it to my dreams. 
and I, I do it from this shaman. His name is Don Juan, okay? He's fantastic. And you take your dreams to figure out your past lives. And I definitely, I'm very viv vivid dreamer. I consciously and subconsciously make moves in my dreams to bring about past lives, future lives, parallel lives. Everything that happens with my energy in any space and time comes in my dreams. That's how I do it. So I think the last time we talked about this, I wasn't on that level. Mm -hmm. I very much so am now. I A lot of my dreams, I will wake up and I know that I've been doing work in parallel timelines, parallel things. So I am seeing it more and more now. Um, whereas before I think that I just may not have been ready to like have that layer added. Mm -hmm. I 100% understand where you're coming from now because I see a lot of the things happening in my dreams now too. And this is how I stay in that state of enlightenment. I stay in a pure harmonious state of this pure energy 100% of the time. I, I take very, very detailed messages of every dream I have every night. I write it down every night and I study it. And I'm not only living different parallel universes, my spirit is drifting into astral traveling. Mm -hmm. And I will have dreams where I tell myself to look in the mirror just so I can see what person is in the mirror and it's never me. Crazy shit. That's a whole, yeah, that's really tracing it back. That's awesome. You know, this goes back to the shamans. Mm -hmm. I learned this from, from Don Juan mm -hmm. and he's, he's very much into the dream world because this, this is the subconscious level of your brain that is off. But guess what? Your brain ain't off. Mm -mm, You're somewhere off. else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if people just open up to it, man, yeah. I tell myself what to do in the dream. I watch how things move. I tell myself to make moves. I look at the time. I try to tell myself to look at a calendar, to find a calendar, to look at the date. It's very specific. And I can tell you the lives that I have lived because of my dreams. That that takes an incredible amount of focus. and It's training the mind. Yeah. That is, that's incredible. I am nowhere near that. I, I will wake up and remember... I'll be able to piece things back together, but not to that extent. I would love to be able to be in that. Have you but, ever astral traveled? Um, I feel like I have quite a bit in my dreams because I will be in another place and it's like it's not even a dream. And I'll come back and I'll be in my body and I feel like I didn't even sleep the night before. But I, it's not like yeah. I'm tired, but I wasn't there. Oh, exactly. And then when people have these sleep paralysis, it truly is, is when you're... 3d body is waking up and your soul is just not integrated back into your body and people get so freaked out but it truly is your body is coming back from the they don't dimension. i've wake up and i don't know where i am mm -hmm. i sometimes like where am i and i have to really think yeah. about where i am mm -hmm. i sometimes don't know if this life i'm living here is the dream and when i go to sleep is not the real mm -hmm. yeah especially lately the energy has been so i feel like I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like in the past few months, it has been on a whole other level. Well, I think... In the dream space. Honestly, it's been... Well, I've always been the dream type. Mm -hmm. So for you, it may, you may be progressing. I mean, progressing. it into a high gear the last few months. Do you think you're progressing in that? I do. I do. Have you ever dipped into learning more how to control the dream to figure out what's really going on on the other side? I haven't, but I've had various dreams that I have been describing to people where I've like pulled through 
different dimensions. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's crazy. I mean, I, re- I it, everything is so vivid. It, 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 it's no way it could be a dream. Yeah. If you guys read this book, it tells you exactly what to look for in the dream. It tells you what to look for and what you tell yourself to look for in the dream. What's the book? It's the Don Juan book. Okay. But it gives you specific things to do to tell your mind to do in the dream, to figure out where you are and what past lives you've had and what other lives you're living somewhere else. Oh, so interesting. Okay, I'm and excited just, to dig into this. Oh, it's fantastic. And you astral travel to different dimensions. Mm-hmm. This just isn't. Yeah, no, different. I'm aware of it, yeah. This is different in your energy somewhere else. Yeah, you around. are. Yeah. I love going to bed <laughs> at night. And I think that's how, in my opinion, you don't just need the Akashic Records to figure out what's going on. No, you're right. You're so right. Yeah, there's other ways to do it for sure. And I want people to know, too, and you're going to get it. Your energy's never going to die. Mm-mm. Okay, this ain't it. Mm-mm. You may be here on Earth right now, but it ain't over for you. Energy cannot be destroyed. Mm-mm. It can change forms and move elsewhere. This is not the end of you. This is just the human experience. Exactly. I think Could this be is one of many. So let me people. ask you this. I think this is, I know this is my last time. Um, human. Yeah, human. You're, you're done. <laughs> I'm already in enlightenment. I have found Zen. I have found harmony. I'm, I'm already past that. I know I'm done and I know I'm going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But what about you? That's a good question. I don't really know. I don't feel like this is my last. Okay. Hurrah. I think people know. on earth. Yeah. And I feel like specifically with this movement, with the preconception and the fertility and all the things, I just think that we're on the verge of really um, shifting consciousness, and I feel like I have an, an obligation and a a contract that is a little deeper than just this lifetime. So, mm-hmm. Your energy here on Earth, when you vibrate at a very high energy, it is going to be the same energy that you die with, and it's always a yin-yang. And when you understand the universe and you understand science, there's always a negative, always a positive. It doesn't change. It's consistent. It's ongoing. When you reach this yin and yang, people who vibrate at a low vibration, their energy is going to stay the same until they really dip into the changes they need to make Mm -hmm. in their energy and in their vibration. And then we can dip into the karma of it. What are your thoughts on living in the karma, the karma that we have to endure from past lives or the karma that we're going through in this life. I think that we endure a lot of the karma without even really realizing that we're enduring it because a lot of it is happening in the suffering, in the resistance, in the lessons that we're learning. Um, And when you mean, mean resistance, do you mean the resistance that we are resisting against ourselves or against what the universe has given us what the universe is giving us so like when we're born and you know we're told that we need to think a certain way and do certain things or you know be certain people I feel like we get a lot of our karma from the mistakes that we make and the lessons that we need to learn and then I feel like it's a whole nother um chapter of karma when you actually start to transition into your spiritual awakening or actually understanding who you are at soul level because then it's more of understanding and healing the trauma and healing what comes up and I don't know if I'm necessarily explaining it correctly but with my understanding how I'm looking at it is the karma that I went through is from all of the things that I kept messing up and I didn't know why and I was living this life that wasn't in alignment so I got things over and over again that kept coming back 
Okay, but what about karma that you in your past life? Are you are you dealing with karma from past lives? So I do think that once you get to a certain point where you've cleared a lot of the karmic reactions that are happening in your present life, then you get to start healing karmic reactions and karmic trauma from past lives. But not everybody gets to that point. I feel like, mm -hmm. you know, it's enough to just get through your own stuff here. But now I do think that I've started to dig into some karmic things from past lives that I'm trying to clear up now and trying to work through. But again, it's like those, those layers. Yeah. So you peel back enough layers, then you start getting into past life trauma. You get into ancestral trauma. You know, you start healing for your family members, for, you know, you're collectively healing for a lot of people. Um, there's a lot of different avenues that that can kind of manifest in. Did any of your Akashic records open up a male past life? Yes. How many past lives do you think you, has your Akashic records revealed? I wish I could tell you. I wish I could remember the sessions. Um, but was it a lot? Yeah, there were quite a few. Quite a few. And I had a lot of... It was like compounding karma. I think that's a better way to explain it. I had like compounding karma from past lives that really came to a head in this life that I needed to deal with. So in a way, it wasn't only the karma from this life. It was like built in. The layers, the depth in which the healing had to go to really take it off my plate is much deeper than just the karma that I've experienced in this life, if that makes sense. Okay, I've got a good question for you. I know I have reached enlightenment. I knew at a very young age I had this energy distilled in me that did take me to that harmonious place within. I want to ask you if you think in this lifetime that you have, have you ever felt enlightened? Yeah, I, I have. It's not an all the time thing. But I know that when I started to step into my calling and being able to work with people and help them connect and find their true purpose, the energy that works through and like the gratitude I have for the gifts that I've been given to help people feel free, like I feel, yes. is a... That's it. It's truly like a breath comes through you. Um, it's a free feeling. Yeah. And so with that, I definitely have felt it there. I've got a lot of work to do still in a lot of other areas. I mean, I try every day to just show up in the best version of myself and to practice what I preach. And whew, it's, it's a lot of work. It is. And I'm not saying it came easy for me. I spent a lot of time, and we talked about Buddhism. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not Buddhist. I did spend a lot of time with the Buddhist monk for many years, learning from him, learning how to get the mind and the soul and, and, and everything connected. It's all about alignment and how to keep that energy in that space. That's what it's about. It's, it's the control of the mind and knowing that you have that energy within and to never dip it, never dip into the negative, but to keep in that enlightened mm -hmm. state of feeling gratitude and, and feeling mm -hmm. like you have reached that state. And it's, it's, it's mindfulness. It, it takes a lot. So, I mean, now thinking back through this process, when I, you know, when you first get started on this spiritual awakening, the spiritual journey, it is a roller coaster and you really cannot stay above it all because you get drawn back down into it. You've got to do that shadow work. It takes you to your knees and you've got to feel all the stuff that you haven't been feeling and it doesn't feel good. So people think that sometimes they get drugged down at why is this happening to me? Poor me. But instead of realizing again, life is happening for you, not mm -hmm. to you. And you've got to work through that and release it. Um, but then when you get to 
a different place with it where you understand that you're not being punished, that everything that's happening really is to set you up for what your higher self has agreed to. You start rolling with the punches a little better and it shifts your your base your baseline is different. So the highs aren't as high and the lows aren't as low, but the actual baseline is in a much higher frequency. And that is how I can describe, you know, the last couple years happening. It's like I've shifted that baseline over and over. And now I am, it does feel kind of like a state of enlightenment because I can look at things and I cannot be really taken out if something doesn't happen the way that I want it to. I can take a step back and say, okay, that's happening for a reason. Let's see you know, what that reason is, let's learn from it. Let's be in tune with it. And let's work with that energy instead of trying to force that thing to continue to happen. And it doesn't always feel good. There are people I've had to let go of dreams. I've let go of so many different things that I have had to pry my little hands off of. Mm -hmm. And I've not wanted to, but at the end of the day, I always get the, it's crazy. I would get what I ask for with the universe. If I in a situation, if I need something if I need to be told something or reassured something, I can ask for that specifically and I'm told it. Mm-hmm. But then our human nature always wants more. Exactly. So then I have to take a step back and I'm like, what did, what they gave you exactly what you needed from that. Mm-hmm. Be grateful for that. And now let go. Yeah. Because when we hold on to things that haven't worked out, it's like we keep reliving it over and over again. Yeah. And we're blocking what the universe has coming for us. And it doesn't make it doesn't make it hurt any less to hold on to it. It's, you're just reliving. You're living in that emotion constantly. And you're so, not progressing to your and higher you, self. And you can't the, change what yeah. has happened. You can't change what has happened. It's already happened. So it's learning how to let go of that. I listened um, to this book, The Untethered Soul. Yeah. And I hadn't finished it. I had two chapters left of it. And lo and behold, like last week or two weeks ago when I listened to it, it fit, that was the exact message that came through when I was going through that situation. That oh was like, gosh. we can holding on to the past doesn't change anything. It doesn't change anything for the future. You're just blocking the blessing that's now coming from the thing that was hard for you to release. So we got to get out of our own way. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And I think people need to realize you don't have to be a Buddhist monk to find enlightenment. No. You said it correctly. It's about finding your higher self. Yep. You know, they give up. All of society. They give up everything everything they own. They wear long robes and they shave their heads. They give up everything. Everything. Totally everything. I don't. I can be in the state of enlightenment and not give that up. It's about finding that higher self. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you. And staying in that energy and holding on to it and not letting anything or anybody come in between you and and your purpose. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think people really look for that, their purpose here. It's hard. It's a struggle. It is a struggle. And it's hard to find when you're operating in outdated programs and you're operating in a life that you truly don't want. Yeah. So the biggest piece is detaching from that. That's the hardest piece is letting go of who you thought, who you think you are, who you think you should be, this image that you've created, your identity that you've created. Once you set that down and then you let go of what other people think about this process... Oh, the freedom, the freedom that comes with that. And then that's when you're, per- then you've created room for the universe to bring through things that light you up Great. or for you to remember mm-hmm. what lights you up. Because as children, we operate in this frequency. Yeah. Oh yeah, no doubt. And then we're, then we're brainwashed. 
Shut down. Brainwashed. Your imaginary friends, you don't have them. Those are really spirits. Those are your ancestors. Exactly. You know, we're told all the, we're just told how life is. And kids have these imaginations and they're in and out of this frequency and they're so happy and the joy that's in children's eyes. And then at some point, we get that just shut down. And we think that this is what it is about. And And to find your inner child. What did you mean by, and I want you to tell the listeners, what did you mean by your ancestral healing, ancestral karma? Will you explain what you mean by that? Um, So generations, we, you know, we see these traumas and these, I, I say that word a lot, trauma. We see these patterns that are passed down from generation to generation. And, you know, if we think about how our parents raised us and the things that they struggled with, how did their parents raise them? How did their parents raise them? And not everybody gets into a place where they start looking at their trauma. And when we heal for ourselves, we heal generationally mm-hmm. trauma back and forward too. So when we shift a paradigm of I'm not going to treat my kids the way that my parents treat treated me, we've shifted a paradigm. So we are not going to bring that trauma onto that next generation. But then, like I said, when we're able to get back in and, and identify like what, you know, what, are the roots of that trauma within ourselves, then we're able to see it through our parents. And then when you talk to your parents, I mean, when you talk to them and ask them how they were raised, then you start to see mm-hmm. how their grandparents raised them. And then it goes on and on and on. And it had to start somewhere. The seed had to be planted somewhere. And that trauma has grown and been carried and shifted down to, you know, present day. And this is the trauma that we have. But then at the more work we do, you do heal for generations past and then generations forward because you're shifting the paradigm and you're acknowledging that trauma and you're you know freeing it and you're owning it let's say something happened to you okay we'll just pretend and you think oh gosh okay this is karma coming back to bite me do you ever think that it's from another life you know anymore i don't really like look at it that way i more so just look at a situation that's come around and what do I need to take from this? What do I need to learn from this? It doesn't necessarily matter if it's from this life or if it's from a past life. If it's showing up, it's something that needs to be Dealt recognized and seen and felt and processed. So I try to... Do you ever think about karma? You know, I used to a lot because I felt like I created a lot <laughs> of shit karma for myself. Uh-huh. I was not a saint. I mean, I did some things that I'm not proud of. As, you know. as we all exactly as we all do yeah but i think that it had to be that way because now i'm stepping into this light and yeah. it's the duality of all the situations so i had to go through that and to it, get to, heal. to be able to say this is how you heal from it this is how i healed from it this is how i'm helping people so it's the duality of a situation i'm not ashamed by it we all have our past our past stuff and now the karma that comes through like it's i think the definition of karma is a little different i can't explain it quite honestly um it's more so just past trauma that is coming through for somebody that can heal it and i just happen to be that person in my bloodline and in my generation that can look at it so it may not necessarily be karma it's just hey this needs to be healed and we know that you can handle it so you're going to be well then it makes me say do you even believe in karma or do you think just shit happens see then i then i take it to that level yeah it's a good question that is a great question i think that when we do things that aren't in alignment with our soul, we get another opportunity to behave in a different way. And sometimes we may get smacked with that opportunity, but then we have a choice. Do we show up the same way we did before or we do, or do we show up in a different way? And I think that when we 
are doing things that are going to elicit neg- negative karma will get a situation time and time again until we make the right decision that's in alignment with who we truly are. But then there's a lot of things that come off of those situations that I think are just kind of par for the course when you make those mistakes that are going to happen. Uh, and I, d- I think that that is kind of like the, I guess that's the karma of the situation. The situation is going to continue to show up until you make a decision that's in alignment with who you are. But all of the other side effects of what happens, that's the karma in this lifetime that you get to deal with. So mm-hmm. if you make a decision that you're, you know, you're going to. And to me, um, karma's energy, worry energy, it's always forming. It's always moving. Yeah. It's always changing. Yeah. And I do believe that yin and yang, I go back to the science of the universe. The vibration that your energy is floating on is going to be the vibration that it continues on. But you can change it eventually. You have to, I believe that energy can change. It's mm-hmm. always, you can change energy. Yeah. I think as you heal and as you dig into, okay, why did I make that decision? Mm-hmm. Why did I make that decision that wasn't in alignment with my highest self? What was the trauma behind that? What is the wound behind that? What is the validation? What is the reason? That's the work. And when you do that work, then you shift out of that vibration and it doesn't happen again. I mean, hell, I would never do any of the things that I did in the past. Yeah. The majority of them. Yeah. I mean, there's still lessons that I'm learning through, but like once you're able to take yourself out of a situation and and look at it for what it is, it's like, I didn't do that because of that. I did that because of this. And this had more to do with me and X, Y, and Z. And it just, it's crazy when you peel back situations and you look at it like that. Have you ever been, and I've done this. Okay. This is a 3D earth human moment. Have you ever been somewhere Okay, and of course we do it with people who come into our our field, and we're like, man, I know that person from somewhere, but you've never met them before. Like it's the craziest thing. You know their energy; it's probably from a different past life or past life. Yes, all the time. Or parallel universe. All the time. I will look at people, and I will make eye contact, and it's like I know them. Yeah, and it's such a subtle thing. Their soul will recognize it, even Mm -hmm. if their three Dness doesn't even if they look at you like what your soul you recognize these people yeah you know them it's a connection yeah or these people that you feel like you've known forever when you meet them for the first time you probably have past lives with them i mean yeah it's not probably you you do none of this every person that comes into your life you have a contract with it's been decided before you come down here it's a reason season or a lifetime and a lot of them you've a lot of them you've shared past lifetimes with And that's why these bonds are so deep. And that's why it's so hard to let go of some people, even when you just meet them initially. It is, it's much deeper than just this lifetime. Have you ever been somewhere? This happens to me all the time, okay? And time stops. You see something or your mind goes somewhere subconsciously. And then you pop back here on earth and you're like, where was I just at? Mm -hmm. I wasn't here, man. (laughs) Daily. Time past you know there really is no time it's very linear it's very it's it's bendable Mm -hmm. time means nothing time means nothing we've created the concept that yes you know the hours the minutes the seconds so then that brings me to do you ever wonder what your next life would be will be do you ever think about it you know that's funny that you it's not funny it happens i'm listening to a book um right now that is the dalai lama and um oh the uh Archbishop, and they're talking about their viewpoints on joy and happiness. And they're like, this conversation, it's an awesome book. Um, and 
they asked the Dalai Lama that today when I was listening to what do you think your next life is going to be? And that's when it, I ended it. To oh, oh man. <laughs> um, I mean, I think my next what life. What would your answer be? I think my next life is going to really be focused on like what I'm doing now with this purpose, with the bringing souls through with the fertility and just, I don't know what, I don't know what capacity that I'll play in the next life. I, you know what? I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Do you think about it? To be honest, no. Because I'm don't. so overwhelmed with trying to be in alignment here. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I know I'm done mm-hmm. in in this. Here. Yeah. Yes. My energy is drifting yep. somewhere else. Maybe Sirius, you know, our Sirius. Yeah, maybe you're going home. <laughs> maybe our star seeds out there, possibly. When do you think people, and I personally know for just me, this is just me and my opinion. When do you think people reach the last stage of their life? Their human life. Oh, I think it's different for everybody. And it goes back to your Akashic Records and what you've signed up for. And like your, I mean, it's all based on, you know, how you process through what you need to process in each lifetime. It's, it's different for everybody. Some people ascend very quickly. Some people have, some people aren't awake in this lifetime. They could, they could not be awake for, you know, 10 more lifetimes. I can look at people and I'm not saying I'm judging. Okay. We're not, we're not judging. But I can tell you're going to, when I meet a person, I know if you're done or if you're not. And I'm like, sometimes I'm like, oh man, they're going to be here forever. They're going to, it's, it's not over for a long, long time because their, their energy just isn't there. It's dead. It's, it's dead inside. Do you see that? All the time. Um, But like I said, I think that, you know, everybody has their own contract for being here. Yeah. And can you tell when people Mm -hmm. aren't? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so obvious to me. Yeah. And I can usually tell when they're done, when their energy has has reached that that state. Yeah. It's an interesting topic to dig into. Yeah. So what do you give the listeners? Last comments, girl. What do you got for them on reincarnation? Hmm. See you in the next lifetime. See you in the next <laughs> life. And you know what? Just live in the present moment stop worrying so much about the future and having anxiety and stop worrying about the past and just be present with what is shown to you and and take it from there and i will give what i always do to people be kind be kind yeah to everybody be kind don't even look any further than than that set the fear down shift into love love and gratitude and i love you i love you this is the spirit guider with Charlie May.